come on, yeah, come on, it's like that, it's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is... The lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the previous and this week's topic, confidence in the face of fear and confidence in the midst of conflict according to God's Word. Uh-oh! Uh-oh! We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. Yep, you guessed it. We're talking about conflict this week. So let's get right down to it. The world and the biblical meaning of conflict. And I have two definitions and a sub-definition this week. That's a special one. A serious disagreement or argument, typically a protracted one. The word protracted means lasting for a long time or longer than expected. And also another definition for conflict is this. Relational disputes between two or more parties. We can find this biblically in Philippians 2, 1, and 3, 4. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you, to the interests of the others. Who wants to walk around mad all day, every day, at someone you're supposed to love according to Scripture? Who? Tell me. I'm waiting. Being in conflict does not help anybody in any way. Oh, wait. One of my bold, young, loyal listeners has something to say. They believe it helps them to deal with the pain. It helps them to make the other person feel bad about what they did. It helps them knowing that this person is somewhere in the world feeling bad about what they did to them. Let me ask this question. Do you believe the person you're in conflict with is really feeling bad about what you say they so-called did to you? Do you really think they are wasting their days away trying to keep you agitated and feeling bad? If you answered yes to any of those questions, I need you to send an email to the PNT Podcast Show, yes, explaining what you've gotten from this conflict by holding on. I won't put you on blast. I won't read your name out loud on the air. But I would love to share the really, really awesome benefit you're getting from such a spiteful act by disregarding one of Jesus' greatest commands in John 13 and 34. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. That doesn't speak to conflict. And the PNT podcast show responded by saying, say less. Philippians 2 and 2. Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind. If John 13, 34 wasn't enough, I hit you guys with Philippians. After I say it, I would say less. Jeremiah 20 and 9 clearly states why I couldn't say less, and that's why I had to say more, when it comes to the greatest man that ever walked this earth, which is Jesus Christ. 
Conflict with others is in direct conflict, no pun intended, with being like-minded with Jesus, in conflict with having the same love as Jesus, and most definitely in conflict with being one mind and in one spirit with the people we are choosing to stand in conflict with, including God. So as we go to break, get off your high horse, get down from the pedestal you have placed yourself on, and break the curse of conflict you were born with by accepting Jesus Christ here and now. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to continue this topic. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. And yes, you heard the flexion in my voice. I got a little excited. Yes. Because, you know, when we're in conflict with God, we are separated from God. We build a wall that we can't get over and God can't come through. We have to remove that conflict that we have with God. So I apologize for, you know, getting a little excited and get a little preachy on you. I apologize for that. But here's the thing. You must ask yourself, why would someone want to stay in lifelong conflict with a person as awesome as God? Why would someone not be looking for a way to remove the conflict that separates them from such a loving and caring father, which is God? Many of you are living in conflict with people you know and don't know for reasons that probably you can't even remember. Even if you do, let's go through some ways that we can overcome conflict through our greatest weapon, against conflict, which is Jesus Christ. Number one, don't be afraid of conflict. Yes, don't be afraid of it. We become agitated when we encounter conflict or disagreement or out of concern or fear. We, we do this. We are born in sin, and there is nothing you can and could have done to change that. Thanks to Adam and Eve, yes. Because of them, we are born into sin. That's just human nature. That doesn't mean you have to stay there. Now that I got that out the way. Don't be afraid to address the sinful state you're in by staying there. Consider this conflict as a way to learn more about Jesus and his conflict healing powers through his salvation, which restores us from this conflict. Number two, abandon the concept of winning or losing regarding your conflict. You can't beat God in this, okay? Instead, adopt Jesus as the answer and resolution. Unless you are so hell-bent on being in constant battle with a God you can't beat. Here's why. Chances are the person, God in this case, and even a person you're in conflict with might not even be your enemy. I'm pretty sure if you start reading and studying God's word, you will quickly learn he is more than a friend. He wants to be your father and provider. When God senses that you're truly interested in ending conflict through his son, Jesus Christ, he will welcome you into his family. Number three, avoid negative or confrontational language regarding your conflict with God. Don't speak bad about God. Don't, don't act shady with God. Don't be putting him down. Don't act like you don't know him. Stop making excuses. Stop using buts. Simply accept the fact you were born into conflict with God. Stop placing blame on other people and accept your role in the conflict. Say things that begin to break down the conflict like, I can see I need Jesus. I want a better relationship with God. Or I understand my current position is a sinner and I know I need to confess Christ as my Lord and Savior to start the healing process and destroying conflict between me and God. Say things like that. And number four, talk through the conflict with a Christian or better yet, Jesus, to gain a perspective and clarity. It is always helpful to get the conflict out in the open. I kind of did that for you. We were born in a sin. That's our conflict. What conflict? 
the wall that separates you from God, which is sin. Jesus or the Christian can help you better understand the what, the why, the how, and the when of conflict you're going through and can tell you the great news. What great news? How to get beyond conflict by believing in him and his reconciliation power. Who is him and his? I am talking about Jesus Christ. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about how sometimes we fail God and how bad we feel about it when it happens. So I asked, in what ways do you feel that you failed God? Some felt that they felt God by doing things that they knew were wrong, but did it anyway. Some felt they failed God by not listening to their parents, but doing the opposite of what they said. Some felt they failed God by lying, although they said it was a a small lie, not a big lie, but I told them that sin is sin, whether big or small, it still hurts God. So I posed another question. Why do we feel we have to do those things that are opposite of what God instructs us to do as Christians? Some said they didn't want to lose friends, so they went along with doing wrong. I heard that sometimes they felt like a Christian, they can't have fun, so they give in to temptation. Some said to fit in because they sometimes feel invisible, just want to be quote unquote seen. As I listened, I noticed that the underlying theme in all of the answers were fear, afraid that they would lose something, afraid that they would be left out, afraid that they were missing out on something. Even when we are afraid of some things, we still must do the right things in God's eyes. We have to remember when it's all said and done, we stand before God to give an account of our life, of our actions. As the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We can't let the darkness overtake our thoughts, our actions, and make us live in fear. No, we must stand as Christians and not let the devil steal our goodness from us. God tells us that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Remember that as a Christian, everything you need is within you. Check yourself and walk in confidence, knowing that God will be with you through all things. And he said you can do all things through him. You don't have to give in to temptation. You can be that royal priesthood, his special people. You are chosen to be God's soldiers here on earth. Be confident in knowing that God's got you and he sees you. You are not invisible. Oh, and don't forget, we feature some of your comments or respond to your questions on the fourth or fifth week of each month. So drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up at pntpodcast2020 at gmail.com. In summary, the importance of knowing how to get through the midst of conflict. We are strange creatures as human beings. We live and strive to be in constant conflict with those we love and cherish. That's why we're strange. This leads us to live in direct conflict with God because it becomes what we know and what we grow used to. Jesus came to offer us the way out and the perfect solution to remove that which conflicts us with God, which is sin. What will your answer be to his gentle offer for salvation and a conflict-free life? Two quotes. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stirs up anger. Solomon. Conflict cannot survive without your participation. So no longer be a participant in conflict with God. 
As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.